welcome to the first of 10,000. Yeah, we'll, we'll go for that. DP podcast? Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like that. Yeah. We're here. We're excited. Setting sights high. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but uh, you know, it's about time we had one. I think so. Yeah, the people have spoken and they, they want a DP podcast. Right. We're Every- going to give it to them. We're going to give it to them. Everyone asks uh, me all the time, where do you guys go? Where do you guys do? Things like that. I'm sure they ask the same thing of you. Totally. And I call it like the show behind the show. Like all the stuff that isn't, doesn't make the show on TV is kind of a whole nother episode in itself. And that can live here now. Yes. Where do you get your ideas? How do you guys plan? Where are you going next? Can I come? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My answer is always no. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> We do bring lots of people. So we're in the middle of the season right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, Akatia Wells just aired. Did it? This last week? Yeah. Okay. Yep. SoCal. That was, uh, let's see, show eight. Oh my gosh. We're past the middle of the season. Yeah. I know. It's weird. It's hard to wrap your head around, but yeah. So we have 13 shows. That was show number eight. So we still have five more new episodes to go. Yep. Uh, and they all feature you. Of the last five? I'm kidding. Oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> they only shot five. No. No, so we had Akatia Wells and then uh, Rockford Fosgate and Utah and Rugged and Vegas and... Texas. Texas. Project X. Yeah, yeah, we just wrapped filming the last episode of the season. How was that? It was great. It was so fun. You know, went in, I had never worked with this group, Resurrection Industries, before, and we showed up. I mean, it was actually flash flooding in Texas. They were pouring rain pretty much all week. Um, but that's rain equals mud and Texans love their mud. So it worked out. Okay. But, um, we ended up building this amazing mudding machine is what we called it. The Texas mudding machine. And, uh, it turned out it, it exceeded my expectations by all means. I'll say that. And was totally awesome. You been down to Texas before for a shoot? Not for DP, no. It's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Texas is, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the culture down there is very strong. I mean, talking to these guys about riding, I've never ridden in Texas. So, um, you know, every single person kind of answers, we like them big and we like them loud and we want to stand out and we want it to be obnoxious and... That's their thing, and it's kind of fun. That's totally the case. Now, you guys had a ranger? A ranger. Ranger crew, like a North Star? A ranger crew is an XP, yep. and it does not look like a ranger anymore. <laughs> you would never know that that's the machine that we started with, which is pretty cool that they can transform something like that. But, um, you know, usually when people are souping something up, it's it's the razor, but this was really cool. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And you guys went riding... Did you go to River Run? No, no it you was, went somewhere different. It actually was raining so much that they shut down River Run. They were shutting it down that weekend. So we just rode on site. They have um, a couple big ponds and like uh, fun little like water shoots and stuff. So we just rode right on the property there. Sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, And they were stoked because they're like, cool, then we don't have to drive six hours. Right. But um, it ended up working out perfectly nice. just to do it right there. So that's the last show of the season. Uh, currently, let's see here. We've got the for raining five. And then if you haven't caught any of the shows, they'll all re-air from see, July, August, and through September. Yep. Yeah, yep. for the rest of the summer. 
doubling down. How do you feel about this year? It went so fast. Yeah. Really, really fast. But I feel like we were, you know, efficient and and with everything going on in the world, we made the best of what we could and it was awesome. Right. We filmed 20 episodes in the midst of the pandemic. Pretty impressive. I remember being on a Delta flight uh, a few months ago and, and they come down the aisle and if you fly enough, you're... Uh, they, they come to they kind of nudge you, you yeah they come yeah. nudge you and be like hey thanks for flying with us all the time and and the woman comes by and she goes Mr. Christie and I'm I'm watching a movie or something I take yeah. up my headphones and and I'm like yeah and she goes we just want to thank you for flying during the entire pandemic <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 during the entire <laughs> pandemic and I was like you're welcome yeah <laughs> are you is that a compliment or yeah. are you really thankful yeah and then I was like do I get a free drink ticket out of this or something she goes no we're not serving drinks any longer yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so exactly. just a uh, Pat on the back and a high five. Yep. It's like right on. Cool. One thing I will note is that I got rained on in like the desert three times this season. So very unusual things were happening. Everywhere I went, people like, this is never, it's never been like this. Um, So in Arizona, rained in the desert. We're um, up in the mountains and rained kind of one whole day. And then um, Southern California in in the desert, in Akatia Wells, uh, we got like this crazy little, I don't even know there's a name for it. You'd probably know because you're from there. But when the storm just rolls in, it dumps and then it, it's gone. Oof. Super windy. It was, yeah. it was actually pretty scary because we were on top of a mountain at the time. <laughs> and my photographers were running around with no shelter and there were things flying around and it was just kind of intense. But now it's a good story. We all survived. Um and then in Texas, when I was like, is this normal? You know, I've been to Texas many, many times, but I've never been rained on for five days straight. And they're like, no, of course not. <laughs> of course it's not normal. You guys are here, and so it's got to do something crazy. So we had some crazy weather, but that also kind of makes the story interesting. We just have went with it every time. So you had the pandemic and the black cloud. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> nice. Two years ago. I think, I think it was two years ago. It snowed everywhere we went. Even in like late September, early October, times where we're usually up in the mountains because the weather is pretty stable and normal, it snowed. It, I was like, I give up on this season. It was just two years ago. The wet, it was the season of like stinky weather. I'd take rain over really? snow. Yeah, I just don't like being cold. Ooh. And I had my players' rain gear, which I got to use for the first time in Arizona. I'm like, I'm so happy I brought my rain gear to the desert. <laughs> See, I'd rather <laughs> and have that the, stuff works I perfect. Prep for the cold, but rain we can't film in, so we're just like boop. If we filmed in the snow lots. This was, I guess, a rain that was tolerable for filming. Yeah, so we made it work. What's been your favorite episode this year? Um, you know what you do, actually. Let's go through the thirteen, talk about them real quick, and then okay. we can talk about our favorites because yeah. we go into a lot of places. So, kick off the season with a, an overlanding journey in Washington, and then you went to Virginia, yeah, the second one. Uh, then you're in Missouri, which was interesting for you because we did some hunting shows this year, which we typically haven't done. Totally. Um, first Project X was with SDR Motorsports, which we'd done some stuff with them in the past, hadn't for a while, so that was cool. Uh, Texas Hunt. Another hunting episode, and I got to hunt down there with my dad, so that was fun. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, and we'll get to that, right? Right? Uh, your That's Arizona why one. my dad was like, "I, he's mad. I didn't know why he's so mad at me. He's like, I'm so mad. You have to tell your co-hosts. I'm so mad and so jealous that I didn't get to go hunting in Texas. And I was like, well, you know, we 
we're not always bringing our dads along. And I think he was a little confused and I was a little confused. <laughs> now I know why. There you go. There you go. We live like 30 minutes away. So it worked out well. Uh, uh, then you guys went to KOH and I went to Mexico and that's a full on racing episode. So we got King of the Hammers and Dakar, yeah. which I thought was great um, just because you were racing all over the world, more or less. Um, then you got Octio Wells, which yep. is out west, one of the most famous places to go off roading. Um, we did a shoot with Rockford Fosgate. Uh, Project X. I'm still, my ears are still ringing, so it's nice. <laughs> uh, Utah what? Adventure, which is always fantastic shoots in Utah. The Rugged Project X, which you just filmed a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, then the Las Vegas show we did with the Romo family, who's a racing family out there in the desert, and they couldn't be any nicer. They're awesome. And then the one you just shot, Resurrection Industries. So yeah, another out of your destination rides, which one sort of... I think... The crew that we had in Arizona, I mean, I didn't work with anyone this year that I was not stoked to be with, but it just was a group. We had a big group of people who didn't necessarily know each other and everyone kind of got along really well. And it was just fun and cool. Um, we did three different, entirely different locations there too. So we got to see a ton and you were um, all close to those, were close to the city, right? I mean, yes. that was the big part of it, right? Yeah, it was all, I mean, we stayed in Phoenix, which is, you know, not typical for when you're doing an off-roading trip, maybe a day trip, but this was, yeah, we stayed right in central Phoenix and were able to drive three different directions and hit really cool off-roading spots. So that was probably one of my favorites. But one of the things I liked about this season is we did so many different things. So like you mentioned, the hunting, um, you know, down in Missouri, which we were at, um, one of the top waterfall hunting lodges in Habitat, North America, Habitat, Habitat Flats. Right. Um, and then, you know, getting to go to KOH, that was my first time at King of the Hammers. And that is, that's a trip. <laughs> that's a fun one. So it was just cool to get to do a lot of different things. What was your experience at King of the Hammers like for someone who hasn't been to King of the Hammers? And a lot of people have heard about it. A lot of people out West have go to it or gone to it. But for anyone maybe Midwest or on the East Coast, yeah. that's a haul to get all the way out there. But it's not a one-day event. No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's north of Palm Springs, California. And um, we were only out there for, I think, three total days. But the event goes on for close to two weeks. I will say it's very shocking when you first drive over this like hill and all of a sudden you're in the middle of nowhere and then there's, I don't know, 200,000 people and thousands and thousands of RVs and it's just kind of shocking. I didn't know how big it was. Um, and then you go and it's just people hanging out in their RVs, people off-roading, the race happening. I mean, at night you're sitting there and you're watching people climb up the mountains and their lights are on and it's just, it's, um, you know, it's like a festival. It's like a music festival. Everyone describes it as the burning man of the off-roading world. And it was uh, um, just really cool. A lot of people having fun. I mean, the people that are there, that's their jam. And they love it. And they live it. And they're amongst, you know, everyone's like-minded. And it's just really fun. I remember us... Uh going through what we were going to do for that. And, and we had you going one place and then another place <laughs> yeah. and then last minute, okay, now you're going to the King of the Hammers yeah. because I think the Mint 400 got moved to the fall. Like you're going to the King of the Hammers. You're like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was, I think like five days before we left and Troy and I, the photographer and I were both like, all right, we're in for it. Like, let's do it. And we got there and um, 
uh, we, I ended up running into some old uh, wakeboarding friends who were running the media and the security and everything. And then I ran into some photographers that I knew. So it was kind of fun to, they were able to point us in the right direction. Um, and then we obviously um, linked up with Casey Curry, who um, was riding in a number of the um, events, including the side-by-side portion. And uh, his whole entire team is just awesome. Yeah. So they, you know, took care of us and we got to spend time with them and do some interviews with Casey. And it was just pretty rad. Cool. Cool. You get, you get to meet some awesome people. I know in Virginia, you got to hang out with the Razor Nation crew and they are very big on the East Coast. And that is a group of people who just live, breathe the outdoors. hundred percent. And again, it's kind of like the Texas thing where Texas has their thing. And then this group in Appalachia. Um, you better say it right. You better say it right. They taught me that. <laughs> They're very proud of me. Um, they have their own thing too. And what was cool about that trip is we we were camping as well, um, or kind of glamping, but you know we were camping and we got to see um, a ton of elk. Like we got to see a lot of really cool things in the outdoors too. So it wasn't just about the machines. It was like really the immersive experience, which was really really cool. Very nice. Um, what was your favorite trip? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Okay, we'll talk just this season. What was your favorite? I, yes, yes. It is, it's, you get the question often. So, yeah. just this yeah. season, let's see. Um, from a personal standpoint, you mentioned the Texas hunt, going hunting with my dad. That was fun because um, we haven't gotten to do a lot of stuff like that over the years. And both groups of hunting places that we went to, we're very big on introducing uh, the old, not older, but sort of maybe if you uh, were the early onset hunters, people who were, you know, didn't really grow up hunting yep. and now are in their 40s or whatever and they got kids and, and like, oh, maybe I could do this with my kids, but, you know, I don't want to shoot anybody. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's always my number one rule when I got there. I was like, Raise my hand. I'm like, I have an announcement to make. If we get through this day without me shooting you or me shooting myself. So it's, it's a successful it's a hunt. successful hunt. Totally. So, so far, every hunt safety has been first. very successful. Yes, safety first. So uh, we, were no- we were north of, uh, south of Austin. And uh, my dad lives outside of Austin. So it's my sister. And oh, um, so we uh, met up at um, Sp- Spoke Hollow was the name of the place. Spoke Hollow Outfitters. Cool. And... Uh, Josh there couldn't be any nicer and hosted us out there for a day. And we hunted chucker out there, which my dad had never done. He'd grown up in Kansas hunting and mm-hmm. things like that, but he had never hunted chucker before. And chucker's a small bird. Fairly small. I mean, yeah. it's pigeon size yeah. or something like that. It's not like a dove where it's even smaller, but it's it's fairly small. And they're out running around on the ground and the dogs will flush them up and off they go. The fun, the fun part about that. Shoot, was before we got started, we went to the top of the hill. And when you're outside of Austin, it's Texas Hill Country. It's not flat Austin, or it's flat Texas like you would think it would be. And um, so we're going to do some, uh, just some sporting clays to start off the morning before we go out. And we're up on this ridge. So they're shooting the clays out. They just kind of go out into the distance, which yeah. messes with your eyes a little bit. Right. So I was like, Dad, why don't you go first? And there's a group of us. We got, we got Quail Forever with us. We got um, the crew with us. There's... 15 people there. He goes, Dad, why don't you go first? And I could tell he's a little nervous. You know, you just see it. And uh, he must have missed like the first 10. <laughs> miss, 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 yeah. miss. And then finally hit one, then finally hit a, a couple. So I was like, okay. So it's like, you go next. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, oh, I got to follow him. I was like, I don't want to miss the first 10. Right. Pull. 
bang, pull, bang, pull, bang, pull, bang. I knock off like the first four in a row. No way. And I was like, I'm good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And then when we went hunting, it was the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. It was complete opposite. Get me on the driving range 300 yards down the middle right. all day long. Right. Right. Exactly. Totally. And uh, I couldn't hit anything. And then I think my dad shot a couple. And then so it was a But it was day. a successful hunt. because A successful hunt for many reasons. And then, of yeah. course, we got the quail forever guys there. Right. You know what I mean? And, and they're like trick shooting almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the back, over the shoulder. Totally. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, they weren't missing very often. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. That was the same when I was down in Missouri. It's like, I'm just, I'll let you guys do it. Yeah. You know, why don't you just, I'll host the show and you guys do what you do best. That's usually my, my <laughs> way to be like, I got to make sure everything's going off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, why don't you guys handle all the shooting and I got to do the producing and make sure our guys are getting what they need right. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You guys handle the shooting. Yeah. And we did that at the first one. We had so many people. I was like, I don't even need to. Right. To, well, that's a, yeah. A whole nother thing. Even sometimes, I mean. So that one was fun. I would say our overlanding journey, we've been talking about doing something that for years and that's become a bigger uh, thing for everybody Yeah, is getting out and going a, a little farther, a little more remote and bringing tents and sleeping bags. And can I do this for an overnight versus going back to the right. tr- truck trailer, home, hotel, stuff like that. So we camped out for two nights in the Washington Cascades. And didn't see anybody for a couple of days. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you're out there. Right, right. It was funny. We went with a uh, uh, full throttle battery, uh, Ian Blongren from them. and uh, Yeah, Ian, I met him in, yes. uh, at Rugged. Yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, Ian's a great really guy. Cool. Yes. And he, I think if he could be allowed to do that full time, he would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His family might not think that's great, but I think he would be like, because he had spent, by the time we were there, and we were there in August, 30 days outside that wow. year, you know, camping out and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, the, the funny thing about you, because you never know the people that you're going riding with. So you never know what sort of, and you've experienced this, where right. people want to take you and show you everything yes. in one day. And when we're out there filming, that's hard to do because we have to stop and get the cameras out and stuff like that. But they want to take you, let's go all the way here, let's go all the way there. And that was Ian on the first day. He was just like, we're here, we're here, we're here. Yeah. And I remember we're going to a fire tower for our first shoot and we get in the vehicle and we take off and he just takes off and he goes to the fire tower. You're like, <laughs> well, we kind of need, we're making a TV show <laughs> too. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I appreciate your, uh, enthusiasm, yeah. but you got to hang with us. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, you just left. And you're the leader, and we could we kind of got lost. We couldn't. Oh we didn't know gosh. where we were going. So, um, but we got to the, our first place, and it was almost dark by the time we got to where wow. we were camping. Yeah. And so we quickly set up the tents, and we're filming, and we're trying to make dinner, and all this sort of stuff. And uh, he says something to me. He's like, "Yep, if I've been out here 30 nights this year, there hasn't been a single time that I haven't set up in the dark." <laughs> there you go. And I was like. Noted for tomorrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we'll be starting two hours earlier. It's like noted for tomorrow when we decide to go one last location. We'll set up camp. You see how far away it is. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. They had one spot he wanted to go. And I just was like, why don't you go see while we set up camp and start cooking dinner? And then he came back and he's, oh, it's a couple hours from here. I was like, nope, we're just going to yeah. do our thing from here. But that was fun because uh, you really get to hang out with people 
in that sort of fashion and get to know them when you're sitting around the fire. So that was fun. And it's pretty remote. We're all, the, the Cascades are all the way on the eastern side of Washington. You're closer to Spokane sure. or Coeur d'Alene uh, than you are yep. anything else. So that was a fun one. Our, I'm looking at our list here. Our Utah was great because that when you said where's your you know I, the question I get more than anything else is where's your favorite place to ride yep I don't know if you get that when you're out oh there. yeah yes. every every trip yes they want to know because we're going all over the country right so right they ask me all the time and hands down my answer is Utah every single time because the diversity in Utah beats almost anything else. It feels like you're riding in a national park the entire time. Right. So and just Utah in general, like multiple trips, doesn't matter where you're at. doesn't matter where you're at sure. in Utah because um, you can, like southern Utah, even if you're not an off-roader, mm-hmm. if you look down in south, southern or su- southwest Utah, the number of national parks that you'll find in that area are off the charts. And imagine just being able to ride in the proximity right. of those national parks, but still feel like national parks because you just have red rocks and you have blue skies and you have green brush and just, and the colors are always just magnificent vibrant. and vibrant. So we did our shoot near Fillmore, Utah, which I'd never been, which is smack dab in the middle of the state of Utah. It was actually the first capital of uh, Utah oh, for a, a short time, but like just like dropping the old poop right in the middle. <laughs> And they have these right outside. We rode from town, which is always fun to do. It's not too often you can do those sort of things. But rode right from town and uh, went to these lava tubes. And so you could drive right up to them and walk underneath and then through them. Oh, wow. To the other side. And the first one we went to, it must have been as long as a football field. It wasn't like 10 feet. Right. It was 100 yards underneath this lava tube. So. Thousands of years ago, lava had. You're, you're in Utah, lava, not what you're yeah. thinking, right? Yeah. Uh, so, thousands of year to, years ago, this volcano had erupted and created these underground sort of tubes with the molten lava, and you can sort of drive up to them and walk right through them, which is really cool. And there's a bunch of them. Half hour outside of town. Yeah. Super easy. And then a bunch of other sort of lava formations out there. And then an area where they've just got natural hot springs, and you just ride right up to it jump in the water it was like 90 <laughs> degrees and you just hang out and a couple That's of them awesome. were bigger than others and deeper than others and just hang out and i'm just like this is it was all right there right and then we went to southern utah we went to leeds or near hurricane utah which is you're starting to get closer to, to bryce and some of those other places down there zion things like that and it's just all red rock and sand and gorgeous and things so like diverse. that it's just it's just awesome all the time you can't have a bad shoot in In Utah Utah. you just can't and so it's you know it's why they hold events like Rally of the Rocks there and Moab area because it's just so what I'm gathering is that I won't be doing any shoots in Utah <laughs> so well, long as usually, you're on the show. <laughs> usually I would say you'd be doing no shoots in California because that's I know, where I grew up right and you've and, and I've and and I was gonna say I've let you um, <laughs> <laughs> but you have done a few shoots out in California I have yeah. yes the SoCal trip yeah. yes and, and rugged stuff yeah Mm-hmm. So funny. I know. So how is Rugged's new location? They've been talking about it for years. Obviously, Rugged's been involved in the show for a really long time. Yeah. And they're awesome. And they've been in this tiny building forever. And now they built this mega, like not even complex, I guess, but like different. Well, it's kind of a complex. complex? Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like campus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Rugged University. Okay. Um, I would say it's, I mean, if you know anything about this brand, they 
go all out on everything. They're also very efficient and um, they can come up with an idea and get it done real fast. So they're they're kind they're extreme and their new complex is just that. I mean, they have a huge um, showroom and offices, which you know, not a detail was overlooked right down to, you know, the mats that people are going to stand on are like good for your back and they've got toolboxes as desks and all like all this really amazing thoughtful stuff, um, state of the art. And then they have a shop, a large shop, which is where we did our Project X build. Um, next to that, there is a car museum <laughs> because they have lots and lots of toys um, which houses a bunch of the Project X yes, vehicles you can from years see, past. You can see just about every Project X build that um, we've done and then, you know, plenty of his other stuff that he's accumulated over the years, which is also very, very cool. Next to that, there's an art studio. <laughs> um, for He wants his, um, Greg wants, you know, the employees to be able to go kind of get creative and draw and paint and do all kinds of stuff to just keep them you know, efficient and keep them uh, re-energized, I guess. And then, can't forget, um, they have their very own taco and coffee shop. It's now, was that ready taco. yet? It was not. Okay. No, it was not going. They're actually having um, Guy Fieri from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. His team is designing it. And then they'll actually be shooting an episode there nice. once it's done. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be very cool. It was not finished when we were there. But. Now, a lot of... Rugged Radios is in Arroyo Grande, California. Yes. And you hear Arroyo Grande, but you're not sure where that is. But it's right next to Pismo Beach. Right. And so for people who don't know where Pismo Beach is at, because they may have heard of it. A lot of people have heard of Glamis, obviously, but not so much Pismo Beach. Tell yep. me where Pismo Beach is at and what it's like. Yeah. It's, number one, absolutely magical. It's in the central coast of California. So um, southwest of San Luis Obispo. That's the nearest airport or larger town. Um and it is, you know, when you think California, or at least when I do, a lot of the first things that I think of is like density. People usually just think of LA or they're thinking San Diego or they're thinking San Francisco. And this is in an area where there's space to roam, there's places to go, but it's, it's this whole time we were on at the actual beach, um, when we went down there on the last day, it was, we're on the beach, beautiful ocean, obviously, the Pacific Ocean there, dunes, sand dunes right on the beach, and then we're looking at these, like, rolling green hills, you know, with hardly any homes on them, just, but just beautiful. So it's not anything like you really expect when you hear California or anything in between, you know, L.A. and and uh, San Francisco. So it's a very, very special place. And anytime you can have access to dunes and be able to ride and camp right on the beach, that's super unique and very rare. So that's super special. There is a lot happening right now yes. at the dunes there in Pismo Beach. Can you kind of fill us in on what's going on? Sure. And um, I'm not an expert, but I definitely learned a lot this last trip. And it's it's quite sad what's happening there. So Arroyo Grande, too, that, this is where the dune buggy was invented. So their whole culture is car culture, off-roading. This is really what brings people in, you know, in, um, on the weekends and gets people together and gets families together. And they've um, always had this very large area in the sand dunes right on the beach um, to camp and off-road. It's public. And over the past 25 years, um, 
the, I'm not sure the exactly which regulating group is doing this, but they are shutting down the dunes to public. So not only can you not off-road, but you can't camp either, um, which is really, really devastating for a lot of the people, one, who love off-roading with their families, two, grew up there, and it's just such a huge part of the culture. And also, you know, not having that that draw into town is really hurting businesses. Um, and so right now they are down to, I think it's less than like one mile stretch of um, the dunes, which is just a fraction of what it used to be. Um, that is available and that's being threatened to being shut down as well. So we, um, the last Project X that we did, we got together with a group, Friends of Oceano Dunes. They're trying to keep, you know, a portion of the dunes open for off-roading and for camping and, um, you know, to kind of keep that culture alive. And so it's it's an interesting situation. And one thing that the guys at Rugged brought up many times is, you know, if, if Pismo Beach gets shut down, it's just kind of the precursor for many other off-roading public lands to get shut down as well. So they really want to save this, not only just for Pismo Beach itself, but for the off-roading community. Yeah, and that's a big thing. And If you haven't been there, you don't realize how much that matters to the city and the town and the people mm-hmm. right there. And it's not just the off-roaders. It's, it's the, the campers out there. And yeah. You know, there's tons of people that come to Pismo Beach because it's one of the few places – that feel still like the 50s, 60s, 70s totally. out there. It's a throwback to another time, the times where you could have a little more, I don't want to say freedom, but just access to places, especially in like California where there's... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> tends to be not as much access as other places. Yeah. And uh, it still is. So it's, it is a big fight, and it does matter to them a lot. And if you don't know anything about it, you can do just a little go to Friends of Ocean Dunes. Yep, and, and ruggedradios.com has a ton of information as well on their site. Perfect. So either one of those places. Perfect. That's, that's uh, hopefully we keep our fingers crossed that, uh, and it's fun. It's great for us to have a little bit of involvement in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mean, it's people use our project X vehicles as a platform for many things, whether it's doing what Rugged's doing or, um, uh, different, different ways to those, those vehicles go everywhere. Yep. They go all over the country. People often, why do you do so many project X's? I'm like, because they're such a big influencer in the off-road culture. You know, show up at the sand show in Southern California this fall, and you'll see a ton of our Project X vehicles there on display at, at uh, many of the builders we've used over the years. And it's awesome. It always makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, that's from the show. That's from the yeah. show. That's from the show. That's from and the they're show. Always, yeah, they're always just awesome. The top of the machines. The top of the machines. Well, you were talking about outside, and Polaris has a big initiative in June because June 12th is National Outdoors Day. Get Outdoors Day. Get Outdoors Day. Get on out there. Get Outdoors Day. That is right. Um, They they have an initiative coming up where they just really want people to get offline. Right. Um, You know, they want people to get outside. Their their slogan is Think Outside, and they really um, are that to the core. Um, So there are a number of ways where you can find out information. But if you want to be an offliner, you can go to Polaris.com slash think outside. And then you basically just take a pledge that you're going to get outside on June 12th. And it is a Saturday. It is a Saturday. (laughs) So no excuses. (laughs) No excuses. Maybe you have to work, but you probably don't. Yep. Um, Even if you do have to work, before or after work is a great time to get outside as well. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's the middle of summer. Um, 
things are a little more open than they used to be. So you have no excuses to get outside right, that day right. and do something fun. Uh, we do stuff outside that. What we I, I can imagine what you might be on Saturday, June twelfth, and <laughs> find you <laughs> take a guess on the lake. Most yes. likely, yes, yes, yes. Um, I will definitely be on the lake on June twelfth. Yes. So I will be offline and thinking outside. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I will probably be doing the same. There you go. Somewhere, uh, especially if it's nicer that day, taking the boat out and being on the lake. Yeah. Yes. We're here in Minnesota. You have to be, get on the lake. Correct. <laughs> and that's just a general term, by the way. We <laughs> yep. have lots of lakes. Yep. You just get on a lake. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter which one. Nope. Doesn't matter which one. As long lake. as you're out there. Cool. Awesome. Well, this was fun. Maiden voyage. Maiden voyage. Yeah. We didn't crack the bottle of champagne over something like Hang over oh, the not yet. Something. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> we'll do that after we're done. I mean, it is 10.15 in okay. the morning. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I can't wait to continue these chats. It's super fun to be able to share, like I said, our experiences. Not everything makes it onto TV. So it's. I know a lot of people are curious what happens behind the scenes. So excited to share. Yes, we'll be having an episode every other week. And so um, we're getting more in-depth. I know we just covered kind of general about some of the rides we went on, but I think we'll get more in-depth about some of the shows, some of the locations, uh, where you can find some more information on those rides and, and how to go about them because uh, we travel all over the country. That's right. That's right. Okay. Did you have fun? Yeah. It was all a right. great time. Cool. Can't wait. See you in two weeks. All right. Right on. <laughs>